Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Saka Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia. Join the strikers in their quest for glory. Yes, good afternoon and welcome to the Saka Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling. We are sitting here in the beautiful studio, Lumo. You're listening to 1629 SENSA. I have with me today a star batter from the Redbacks. He's had a cracking season in the One Day Cup after a really strong Sheffield Shield last year. Of course, I'm talking about Daniel Drew. Welcome to the show, Drewy. Trav, thanks for being here. Mate, so good to have you on. It's um, It's been one of those seasons for you where you've sort of... you've your form has sort of taken off in the with the white ball um, after a really strong red ball season. What do you what do you attribute the the strong white ball form to this season? Um, I'm not sure. I think I obviously started quite well um, on a tricky pitch in um, in Brisbane against WA, um, and probably took some confidence from that game. Um, and obviously disappointing not not getting the win there, but um, obviously take some confidence from that um, game, and then. Moving into the other games, we've played in some pretty nice wickets. Um, and, yeah, I guess, obviously, I've been working a little bit harder on my white ball stuff because last year I was predominantly red ball cricketer. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to get opportunity this year and cement that sort of spot in the top three. And I know you're a good listener of the show. Last week I gave you a bit of a shout-out. Now, I did know that you were coming on, but uh, I we did a top five comparison of the top five performances in uh, South Australian cricket for 2023. Being the new year, we thought it was a good time to reflect. Uh, and you had a... Epic innings uh, early last year uh, against WA, but managed to uh, get us across the line for a massive upset win. Uh, what are your What are your recollections of that? That would have been a pretty special day for you. Yeah, I've, I've actually had some good form against WA, which has <laughs> been nice because um, they're quite a strong yeah. outfit. Um, but yeah, obviously last season getting that um, double century was obviously great. Um, it was just one of those innings that sort of everything happened quite quick. Um, just started feeling great in the wicket and then, you know, just sort of got into my innings a bit. Um, but obviously great memories, um, especially to be able to do it at Adelaide Oval, in front of family, friends, um, and then just to get the win against a strong, strong outfit of WA. Um, it's obviously great and that sort of set up my season quite well and sort of had some nice scores after that. So, um, yeah, it was the main thing was to get the win, which was great, but obviously a great memory and something I'll definitely look back on. And, uh, of course, the Redbacks uh, in the Shield have, have taken on sort of a, a bit of a journey of, of improvement over the last couple of years, um, which has been great to see, getting some more wins on the board after a bit of a drought there. Uh, what, do you, what do you attribute the, the improved form in the Shield to? Uh, I know I've, it's been a big 
journey with with Dizzy as coach for a few years now. Um, what are you What are you finding are the key differences from when you started out a few years ago? Um, I think we've we've obviously had a bit of recruiting the last couple of years. Um, we've gone into areas where we think we need to improve. Um, now that we're all playing, you know, with similar players and a similar team, we've sort of understanding each other's games um, and having Dizzy there has been really great um, supporting us. And I think, you know, we've just got a lot of confidence in our group um, that we can do it and we can win games. Um, like this season, we've, you know, we've been in pretty much every game. Um, unfortunately, we've been, you know, we've only won two out of six. But I think the game against WA, we were very close, even against Victoria last game. So I think that could easily be the opposite way around. Um, but I think we're playing some good cricket. You know, our bowling stocks are great. Obviously, we've got players, you know, representing Aussie A. Um, we've got Nathan McSweeney, captain in the Aussie A at the moment. So I think there's a lot of lot of positives. Um, hopefully, we can get a few more wins the second half of the season. Absolutely. And on a personal note, I uh, I heard a little, a little rumour that uh, you have a, a funny little nickname that comes up from time to time, Lumpy. Can you, can you tell me a little bit about where, the, uh, where that originated? Yeah, I haven't heard that for a while, actually. Um, I think that was back when I was about 20, 19 years old um, as a rookie. Um, I think I was playing second 11 cricket um, against Queensland and this guy was coming in bowling quite slow, but back then I thought he was quick. Um, hit me on the arm, first ball, and then couldn't really feel my arm, went off. Um, went to go get a scan, nothing wrong with it. Came back, played <laughs> the next day, and I think the Queensland boys were made a nickname for me called Lumpy, which is... I don't think it sticks much anymore, but you get the occasional bloke uh, when I play against them say it, and it's a bit of a laugh now. But yeah, not my finest moment, that's for sure. <laughs> is that is that something you've learnt from, and you you feel like you're a lot stronger when you get hit in the arm these days? Yeah, definitely. I feel like <laughs> Matthew Wade sort of take it on and not even show anything now because of after that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not a bad example to, to set. So, mate, we've obviously had some uh, great cricket over the last week since uh, since the show last week and um, starting off with the, the test. So the Aussies' uh, clean sweep of Pakistan. I, I felt like it was the closest clean sweep that I've seen in a long time. What, what are your thoughts on the test series? Yeah, I watched a fair bit of it. I thought it was a great series. Um, I thought, you know, the wickets. I think Perth's obviously a hard, a hard wicket um, as a tourist, touring team to to win. Um, but I think, you know, Victoria and their CG. I think they were both games where Pakistan were very in in the game and definitely could have gone one way or the other. I think their fielding obviously let them down a bit. Um, and I think winning in Australia is just very difficult. And I think they probably missed the key moments which Australia took. So I think that was a difference in the series, but. It was a great watch and, you know, hopefully the West Indies can offer the same thing. Yeah, and looking forward to that series, obviously, with the, the big topical uh, question for everyone at the moment that is that who's going to replace David Warner at the, the top of the top of the innings for Australia. I, I suppose for yourself, you, you know, you're a top order batsman in, um, in Shield cricket it, and you're hearing all these things about, you know, Steve Smith coming up the order or Cam Green coming into to bat. How would, you know, the Cam Bancrofts, the Marcus Harris's, the... Um, Matt Renshaw's be feeling sort of in this moment when they're unsure sort of what their place is uh, moving forward, hearing that sort of there's just going to be a reshuffling of the order. So as a top order batsman yourself, what, what would that do? To, how would that affect your mindset? Yeah, I, it's a hard one. I guess it's a little bit difficult because, you know, players like Cameron Bancroft and Marcus Harris have, you know, been around the mark and they've played for Australia and they've continued to dominating shield cricket. Um, so there's not a whole heap they can continue to do. Um but in saying that, I guess Australia are really keen on keeping Cam Green in the side. They think he's a superstar, which he is. Um, so if that means going up to the top, then so be it. But 
I think with Smith, he's at that time in his career where he's, you know, he's done everything he probably can do. Um, he's <clears throat> essentially their best batter. Um, is an opportunity for him to go up the top for a few years and challenge that maybe. Um, I think I'd, I'd love to see one of the other guys get a crack from Shug Cricket, you know, give them an opportunity, see how they go. Um, if it doesn't work, you can then re- result to that. Yeah. But I think, you know, Cricket Australia probably know what they they want to do and it'll come out in the next few days, but it's been great media talk, definitely. It has, and I feel like that's I feel like that's all part of the um, the speculation as well, waiting for that squad announcement. Everyone's still talking about it like we are now. So uh, moving on, we've also had some uh, some women's international cricket as well. So T20 series, um, a bit of white ball redemption for the Aussies at the moment. So obviously lost the test match um, in India, but came back and swept the, the ODI series and then uh, won all. Uh, in the the T the T20 series at the moment as well, um, so fingers crossed that they can get up tonight. I believe they're playing they're playing tonight, uh, well tomorrow morning if you <laughs> at midnight. So um, good luck to our girls. Obviously Talia and Shooter are across there. They were in the team um, in the previous game. Would be good to see our girl Darcy Brown get get back around the get back back in the team as well after playing a couple of games. So fingers crossed the uh, the girls can. Can get up, get up and about, and and have another series win, and um, you'd almost feel like they win the they win the tour if they get both of those uh, white ball series. What are your thoughts? Yeah, for sure, I'd, oh, I'd be great for them to get up, especially in India. Um, it's obviously a tough place to play cricket um, as a touring side, so obviously pump for the girls. Hopefully, they can get up, and that'll be a great series win. Absolutely, and uh, obviously our strikers are uh, are on tonight as we uh, we'll chat with uh, Chris Lynn later in the show, which is really exciting, but. Um, an improved performance on um, on Friday night, obviously from the bowlers. Uh, we've we've had strong batting all through, but some great bowling performances. Uh, you would have played quite a bit of cricket with Lloyd Pope. Um, great to see him back on the national stage and and playing his first game for the Strikers, of course. Yeah, it was a great performance um, from the Strikers the other night. I was actually at the game, so it was nice for them to get a win. Um, and it was, you know, they pretty comprehensive in the end against a strong strong side, strong uh, Perth side. But yeah, Popey. It's great to see him get another opportunity. He's, you know, they call him a cheat code in in Premier Cricket here because he comes on and just cleans teams up. Um, he's that good a bowler, and when he gets it right, he's difficult to face. I've, you know, played a lot of cricket with him and against him. Um, yeah, and he's obviously played some cricket at the Sixes uh, previously. So to get his opportunity in front of his home state, um, it's great, and to see him do well and hold his spot, hopefully, is is awesome. Now you're a captain in Premier Cricket who can sometimes bowl a little bit um, to sort of pinch it over here here or there. Um, I found it really interesting that Matt Short returned to bowling himself for the first over on uh, on the last game and with quite good results. So one for 11 off three overs. Uh, we hadn't seen him at the top of the bowling order for, for a few games. How do you think, you know, do you, how do you think being the captain affects your mindset in terms of when you're actually going to bowl yourself? Yeah, a little bit, I think. Definitely in the short format. Um, I think you've got a lot of things going through your head. Um, so I reckon... You know, Matt Shaw, he's quite skillful with the ball, especially with the new ball. Um, so I think if he if he can bowl at the top um, and get away with a couple overs um, and then find one in the middle, that's great. Um, I feel like you've got a bit of a clear head at the start of the game than in the middle. So, you know, if you can find an over as a skipper at the top, then it obviously helps. And then you can sort of relax and get into your innings as a skipper and figure out who you're going to bowl in which time and what scenario. But um, I think for the quality of Matt Short and his skill with the ball um, is quite underrated. So feel like you'll 
he'll probably bowl most majority of the next games, I feel. Yep, I think so too. And uh, finally, before we get into our next segment, we uh, have the Scorpions as well. Uh, back, back to Adelaide after a, a week up in Queensland uh, with one win and one loss from the trip. So our girl, Gemma Barsby, obviously regular co-host on the show, had a great game on Sunday, actually. So I was watching very closely. We had, uh, she took three for 34 um, with some, some key wickets in the middle of the innings there. And then at a time when we could have faltered with the bat, she came in and scored a runner ball 35. Really, really strong performance from from Jem. And um, and then also a really good partnership with Josie Dooley, who finished with 86 off 96 balls. So really great contribution there from from Josie and Gemma. And, you know, a number of great performances from the girls. And we've actually got Ella Wilson, a young star from the SA Scorpions, coming on the show later today just to talk about the performances up in Queensland and how we're going to find our way into the uh, the final of the WNCL this season. So looking forward to that chat. After the break, though, without further ado, we will have our Adelaide Strikers superstar and really world cricket superstar. We're going to have Chris Lynn on the show, which we're very excited about. So feel free to stick around and uh, we'll be right back with you with Chris Lynn. You're listening to the Sacker Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia. Join the Strikers in their quest for glory. Yes, welcome back. It's the Sacker Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling and Daniel Drew. We've just had a great chat with Drewy about his career and reviewing some of our great performances across cricket in South Australia over the last week. But we're very, very excited. We've got an incredible guest on that uh, I've been really looking forward to chat to. His name is Chris Lynn, the superstar from the Adelaide Strikers. Chris, welcome to the show. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's our pleasure, mate. It's absolutely our pleasure. We uh, Obviously, it's your, it's your second year in Adelaide now, so um, your form has gone from strength to strength. So I'm really interested to know if it's if it's the, the elite batting deck that we have here, for the short boundaries, or is it just simply Dizzy's batting advice? <laughs> I'm going to pick up all three. Uh, <laughs> no, look, well, I'm actually currently just overlooking the Adelaide Oval in the hotel and Look, it's, a, it's an amazing stadium. There's no doubt um, the wicket and the training facilities and the short boundaries definitely come into play. Uh, but if I'm being honest, I just needed a change. Um, and you know what? I've absolutely loved my time down here in Adelaide. Um, you know, the, the team, the fans. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we can just go from strength to strength and, and continue, um, you know, our, our strong performance last week against Perth. And, and you never know. Absolutely. And we'll touch more on the, the performance of the team uh, in just a minute. But I just wanted to sort of, I suppose, look at, look at your career and, and how, your, uh, how your T20 uh, globetrotter career is playing out. So in the AFL, we'd probably describe someone who has played for maybe three clubs or more as a journeyman. But, uh, mate, you've actually played for over 30 clubs around the world, according to uh, ESPN <laughs> Cricket Info. Um, what does that make you? Well, I'm not very loyal. <laughs> uh, no, so obviously, yeah, the T20 circuit, oh, it's been a fun journey. I've absolutely loved it. Um, you know, I, I don't know how long I've um, stopped playing Red Bull cricket, but it'd be well and truly five years now or six years. Um, but, yeah, there's so many tournaments around the world and, and the pathway that T20 has given me, it's just been so much fun. The players that I've met along the way, like the world-class, I'm talking like, Jacks, Callisters, the Kumar Sangakaras, the Dale Staines, got to run along, run out alongside them, and um, you know Darren Lehman is in a, a coach in a couple of those sides around the world. Um, you know, Brooke has been great fun. You know, obviously 
everyone knows Bullfrey loves a beer and the off field <laughs> is just as important as the on field. So, yeah, um, yeah it's like they play cricket in Pakistan, Caribbean, uh, England, uh, everywhere, basically. Um, Atlanta or America, um, Canada, you know, it's some places you just would have thought, wow, but it's it's been an amazing journey. And, yeah, I'm not, not quite finished yet. I reckon I can add a few more teams to that and hopefully a few more... Uh, titles well mate your form's incredible so um absolutely you can keep on going you, you briefly touched on your uh finishing up first class cricket sort of five years ago now was it the you know obviously you've got a well documented well documented um history of uh, shoulder injuries but do you, th- do you think was that what it was that that made you decide to pull the pin on first class cricket mate you had a great record 43 43 average with the bat and would have definitely been in calculations for the australian team at, at some point so was it just the injuries or did you just want to play T20 and white ball cricket? Um, as, as I just said, yeah, T20 has given me a great pathway. Um, the shoulders didn't really help. I think the, the one thing that sort of I felt is if you bat all day, day one, or field all day, day one or two, and then you can't participate day three or four in shield cricket, then you let your teammates down. Yeah. And I actually don't think there's a worse feeling in the world than letting your teammates down. Um, cricket's a hard enough sport as it is. Don't get me wrong, I bloody hate fielding. <laughs> but, um, but, like, it's, um, yeah, and I find when I couldn't dive all the time and, you know, and get around the paddock, it was just that, um, yeah, as I said, letting your teammates down, that really hurt. So, um, yeah, as I said, T20 pathways give me a great opportunity to play a game, recover, go again. Um, and, yeah, I just, I felt I was always one to try and entertain and I knew I could kind of was losing interest in four-day cricket. I, there was a game, one of my uh, last games of four-day cricket, I got caught on about 87, and there was nine fielders on the fence. I got caught trying to hit a six, um, and I was like, you know what, I think my time's up in this format of the game. <laughs> um, and then that led me into sort of play a bit of one-day cricket, and then, uh, yeah, a lot of T20. Yeah, and you spoke there a lot about being a team player and, and um, having you know being a great teammate. Speaking of great teammates, you've played this is your second season playing now with Matty Short, and you guys have formed such an incredible partnership, and also um, supported by the inclusion of Darcy Short this year, who's been setting some really great platforms for you to come in. Um, how how are you finding working with uh, with Matty Short? You guys have um, have really worked well together over the last two seasons. Yeah, I've really enjoyed batting with him. Um, obviously, I've, I've known about his talent for you know close to a decade now. Um, but he was playing against him. He'd always get twenties and thirties and look a million bucks, and then somehow find a way to get out. Um, but then the year before I came down, um, he put on he put on a couple of decent scores, and I was like, you know what, this this kid's ready. When I say kid, he's he's mature for his age. Uh, you know, he's he's been a great leader. Um, but working with him, and especially out in the middle, um, you know, it's just been so fun, but so calm as well. And it's a weird sort of calmness that, like, we never got flustered at all and um, actually just play off each other's strengths and weaknesses. And it's kind of hard to explain, but when you're out in the middle, you just feel like both of us are in autopilot and you know sort of what each other's thinking. And it's just basically reinforcing what you know um, and just having the discipline to keep going and not leave the job up for anyone else. Um, you know, last game we went in with one less batter and we didn't want to give Perth a, you know, a sniff of potentially breaking our batting line up open. So um, just really taking ownership and um, with the um, full-time skipper, uh, see against his name, 
you know, it hasn't affected his batting at all, which is another skill in itself because I've seen so many guys, and I've done it myself, been skipper of the side, and you take so much emotion out of the bowling innings that you take that into your batting innings. And for him, it actually hasn't flustered him at all. So that's a, that's a great skill to have. Yes, he's a young skipper. Yes, he could make a, you know, um, a different uh, bowling choice here or there, but that's all part of the journey. Um, and that's what other leaders like myself and um, guys like Darcy Short and Cam Boyce are around the team to help and help guide. I've always said you, you win together and you lose together, and that's what we um, that's what we do here at Adelaide. Obviously, I'd love to win together a lot more and finish strong. But um, in terms of Shorty, he's got you know his ceiling is you know just as high as anyone's, and um, not only with the bat, his skill with the ball. When he bowls in the right periods of time of the innings, um, you know he, he, we've seen him you know take wickets in the first over of the game, and, and we don't even have to talk about his fielding. I don't think <laughs> I've seen him drop one. That, that catch he took when we rolled um, Sydney Thunder to 15 last year at first slip, yeah. you know, his, his hang time was just phenomenal. So um, he's an all-round package. He's a great guy. Um, so I think Adelaide are very blessed to have him on board for a couple of years. Absolutely. And um, you touched on the the fact that we took in an, an extra bowler, one less batter in the last in the last game. Uh, is that sort of what you put the improved bowling performance down to? We've, we brought in a local replacement player, which we love talking about, our South Aussies here, uh, Lloyd Pope. How has he made a difference around the change rooms? Um, look, he got pulled up the day before, and you know he's a great young kid. He's just willing to learn. Uh, he's a great listener, uh, which helps. Uh, sometimes those leg spinners can get a bit carried away because it's a different skill, but... Um, you know, he's a good young kid. I think what we put it down to, like obviously T20, you've got to play off instinct. But you know, with Shorty being a young captain, maybe his instincts were just a little bit out. So we actually went back, peeled back a few layers, and went right back to basics, and you know, did you know really prepared, prepared so really well for that Perth Scorchers outfit, who we know who, who don't make you know a lot of mistakes. Um, they haven't made a mistake over the last six or seven years that they've been that that good. Um, but we just went back to basics and, you know, we, sometimes at times we get a little bit too fancy, which can complicate some things. And especially our team, you know, we it might look like we know what we're doing, you know, on the TV, but <laughs> some of the blokes in the change, we might scratch our head now and again. Um, but again, like it's just taken us a, 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 you know, a couple of games too many to find our formula with the ball. So hopefully we can back that up tomorrow, uh, tonight, sorry, against the Hobart Hurricanes. Um, but yeah, the Adelaide Oval—it's not an easy ground to defend at, and we've posted some nice totals on the board. Um, it, but yeah, it's—it's um, it's all part of T20. It's all part of the show. It's all part of the entertainment. And hopefully, we can—you um, know—I've always said, and I don't want to jinx us, but there's always one bad batting performance in the tournament, and we haven't had that yet. So hopefully, we can just keep continuing on with our form in that regard. Now, um, Linny, you've obviously had a couple of inclusions in the coaching staff um, this season. How's Ryan Harris and Tim Payne's influence been? Yeah, so I'll start with Harry. I got to play with Harry up in Queensland. Um, we uh, had, a, um, had a glass of wine with him the other night, and he actually, I didn't realise when he moved back down, he'd been in Queensland for 15 years. So yeah. we've basically adopted him as a Queenslander <laughs> now, and he calls Brisbane home. So <laughs> Don't um, worry, we still claim fantastic. him. <laughs> Yeah, I know. He's an he was an absolute superstar to watch with the ball. Like everyone talks about that ball with Alistair Cook, uh, but that was only the you know a wicket ball. Some of those balls uh, that don't take the wickets are actually you know more incredible. But um, yeah, look, obviously he's he was under the pump and feeling the pinch a bit because we weren't bowling that well. But uh, a bit of sigh of relief the other night. 
Um, but, you know, he's been great around the group. It's like, I love how determined and, and he's like the mongrel that he's got in him, that fast bowling mentality, um, you know, really, you know, amps the boys up. And he gave us a good pregame speech the other night, which really fired us up. And, you know, no one likes losing, but you don't, more importantly, don't like losing at home. You know, we've tried to make Adelaide Oval our fortress. Uh, we've had a decent uh, strike rate there, so we want to keep that alive. But, um, yeah, he's been great. And then Tim Payne's been a great um, inclusion into our coaching staff. Obviously, Johan Botha was not available, and he was great too. Boats got along very well with him. And um, Payne was just using his knowledge. You know, he was captain of the Hobart Hurricanes, captain of the Australian Test side. And, yes, it is a different format, but it's all about building, you know, strong leaders off the field and, um, you know, guys that just want to win. I think sometimes that... You know, if you find find a way to win, um, just like those Perth Scorchers, they just find a way somehow. And look, it might not be textbook, but that's what Payne's brought to our group. And you know, hopefully there's, um, you know, hopefully he's here next year and the year after that. And um, because what he's done for the youngsters um, has been super. That's that's it, and obviously uh, two world class uh, world class inclusions there. So great to have them on board, mate. <clears throat> just looking forward to the rest of your year this year. Um, obviously, we're coming to the back end of the season with the strikers now. But uh, how far ahead? You know, obviously you're off off and travelling around the world, playing in the T Twenty comps. How, how far ahead do you sort of look forward? And um, you know, do you, do you know what you've got in store for the year already, or does that sort of just happen behind the scenes and then you just go where you need to go? Um, yeah, so after our last game in Canberra, I mean, hopefully we do play finals, but I'm actually not available for finals. Um, so I, I jet off to Dubai and play in the uh, internet, uh, ILT20 comp over there. So that's a four-week stint. And then after that, I actually don't have too much planned. So I guess that's what your, your manager's for. Um, but, you know, I can just control what's in front of me. And right now it's playing for Adelaide and get the runs on the board. You get the runs on the board, then you like to think these contracts will, will come... Uh, come flying in but um you know if they don't they don't that's okay um what i'm actually doing is really enjoying my cricket at the moment um it might look like i've seen pretty vanilla out in the field but <laughs> it's um you know it's it's something that keeps my um composure and keeps my two feet on the ground and um yeah as i said i can only control what i can control and um i feel like i'm doing an okay uh, job at it at the moment um but yeah, I'll go to Dubai and then after that, I'd love to try and get a gig in England and um, and, and go from there. As I said, there's I played in Canada and had a we won the comp there last year and I was actually skipper of that side, so I'd like to think I'd get another go there. Um, but other than that, yeah, before you know it, it's you know to be honest, I just want to enjoy my footy season, yeah. <laughs> enjoy my off season, and then roll, roll back around um, this time next year. <laughs> and by footy season, obviously you're a Queenslander. You're talking NRL, not AFL, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I'm actually going to head over to um, America to watch round one. Oh, great. So I'm pumped to go see my beloved Broncos. Um, you know, I, I played a lot of rugby league as a junior, so Brisbane Broncos are my team. We, we fell one short last year, but much like um, a lot of my good mates at the Brisbane Lions. So um, it's going to be a great year of footy. And as I said, it's, um, you know, especially in Brisbane, much like Adelaide, you know, because it is a smaller town, you know, all the codes get around each other and uh, it's so much fun meeting all the guys, uh, you know, having mutual interests, play golf and whatnot. And as I said, you have a beer and you learn so much, not only about your sport, but, you know, how to, how to become a leader and whatnot, um, not just from the current proper players, but, you know, older generations. 
Absolutely. Well, mate, it's been incredible to have you on the show today. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us and talk about your journey and your time here at the Strikers. We are absolutely loving your form since coming down to Adelaide, and we hope to see you back here for a very, very long time to come. So, Chris, all the best for the rest of the season. All the best tonight. Obviously, uh, we're encouraging all our fans to get down there and support the boys tonight in a crunch game against Hobart. But, um, mate, all the best. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you very much, guys, and hopefully we'll get a win from the fans tonight. Thanks, Chris. That was Chris Lynn from the Adelaide Strikers. So good to have him on the show, and uh, we really appreciate him giving up so much time to chat to us today. So next up, we have another great guest. It is Ella Wilson from the SA Scorpions. Can't wait to chat to her about their trip to Queensland over the last week. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to The Sacker Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia. Join the strikers in their quest for glory. Yes, you're back with The Sacker Cricket Show. It's Travis Wakeling and Daniel Drew with you here. We have a very special guest on the phone for you. Her name is Ella Wilson. She's from the SA Scorpions and the Adelaide Strikers WBBL squad. Ella, great to have you on the show. G'day, Travis. Thanks for having me. No, no worries. So good to have you on. One of the young, up-and-coming, bright stars of women's cricket here in South Australia. You're playing with the Scorpions this year, and obviously you've just come back from a bit of a trip to Queensland where you've scored a win and a loss. How do you how do you review those games, and how, how's the squad feeling going into the rest of the season? Yeah, I reckon um, it was an important trip for us. We'd come off a few losses, so... We were ready to get a win on the board. Tough first game, I reckon. Um, conditions were tough. Pitch looked pretty hard to bat on early, so we didn't quite get the result we wanted there, but we were pretty happy with the win um, the other day. So not not too bad. We'll take, we'll take one of two. Yeah, and you're pretty new to the squad, so you've played three games for the Scorps so far. Obviously, you've uh, you've taken some wickets now. I reckon you had your first wicket at Karen Rolton Oval, and it was an absolute peach of a delivery. Can you take us back to that? <laughs> Can you take us back to that moment and tell us about your first wicket? Oh God, it was. I wouldn't call it a peach. I'd call it a low full toss, but um, it was it was pretty nerve wracking um, taking the new ball on debut. Obviously, so I was pretty happy to get. An early wicket um, calmed the nerves a little bit for the rest of the game, I reckon. So tell our listeners what kind of player you are. Um, I'm a, trying to be a fast bowler. I'm a medium fast bowler at the moment, I'd say. Um, bowl a bit of outswing to the right-hander. Um, yeah, I try to give the batting a crack at the, in the bottom order, try to whack a few at the end, but yeah. Pretty simple at the moment. <laughs> That's great. And you play for Premier Cricket Club Glenelg, and you actually bat up the order for Glenelg, so you must hold the stick all right. Oh, I try my best, yeah. <laughs> club cricket's a little bit different, but, yeah, it's nice to get a bit of a hit in club. So take us back a few years. So you actually started playing senior cricket at 11 years old, did you not? Yeah, back at back at Southerns. Um, there must have been a few few players down that week and let me come on field and have a couple of overs. Um, I was terrified as an 11-year-old going in, but um, 
pretty grateful for Southerns. They they got me got me started early, I guess. Yeah, and how's how's that transition across? Obviously, you're playing with Glenelg now. So how how are you finding the the, the Premier Cricket system, and and how's your progression as a cricketer? Uh, obviously, you're you're 20 years old now, um, and and play and a contracted Scorpion and WBBL player. How's that um, progression worked for you through the Premier Cricket competition? Yeah, it's been good. Obviously, when um, the women's program kind of stopped at Southern, it was a pretty smooth transition over to Glenelg for me. I've got some great mates there. and um, I know the club's in pretty good stead, just having started a women's program when I went over there, just um, getting a few good players up in the A grade. So um, it was a pretty easy decision for me to go over there. Um, but yeah, they're a great club and they've welcomed me in. Um, and I've been, enjoyed my time the past couple of years there. And you played a lot of um, representative junior cricket as well. So you captained the SA under-19 under squad uh, and you also took part in the uh, under-19s World Cup as well. Tell us about those experiences. Yeah, well, it was a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, I enjoyed captaining the under-19s for my past couple of years in the program. Um, learned a lot out of that. Um, the coach, um, Darius, helped a lot and had a great team. I reckon we got to the got into the final the last year and just fell short. But um, yeah, I was pretty happy with that. And um, yeah, obviously got into the World Cup side, which was an unreal experience going to South Africa um, with a little bit of success over there as well. And did I hear that you got uh, a special signed shirt at some point during the World Cup experience? <laughs> Yeah, I reckon on our last night after we just um, lost our semi, Shafali Verma was hanging around the um, the hotel a bit, so a few of us went and decided we'd go get a signed shirt off her, and she was more than happy to oblige, I think. Well, that's always a positive when they say yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Looking forward to the rest of the season now, obviously, with the Scorpions. Um, how are you... How are you going to get back on the or get back on the horse and sort of have a really strong back half of the season? You've got a big game coming up at Adelaide Oval in a couple of weeks' times. I believe it's the first day nighter that the SA Scorpions have played at Adelaide Oval since redevelopment. So you must be excited about that. Oh yeah, it's going to be unreal. I think the whole squad's pretty pumped to play at Adelaide Oval. Obviously, we've got a bit of confidence coming out of that last game and. We know we trust our process, things will go the right way. So I think it'll be, yeah, a pretty big um, couple of rounds coming up. So hopefully we can get the win and just, um, yeah, like I said, trust the process and trust that we can, if we do everything we can, um, yeah, we'll get over the line and we'll have a pretty good end to the season. Absolutely. And just uh, reminiscing before we let you go, you, uh, you've been part of the Strikers squad for the last two seasons, which just happens to coincide with us going back-to-back. You're obviously an absolutely elite squad member and hopefully looking, yeah. to, hopefully looking to get on the park and be a part of the, um, the back-to-back-to-back next year. But obviously <laughs> um, it would have been a pretty cool experience to play with some of the absolutely elite players of uh, the women's game here in Australia even. Yeah, look, it's no coincidence that I've been in for two seasons and we've got two titles, I reckon. We can <laughs> put that down to one thing. But um, <laughs> it's a pretty good experience to be among an elite group. I think um, I've learned a heap of them. It's cool to know like what it takes to go back-to-back and what it's 
what a great side does in their preparation, how hard they work. Um, everyone in that side gave 100%, including, you know, all the squad members that didn't quite get on the park. So, um, yeah, it was a really enjoyable season for us. And obviously it's nice to cap it off back to back. So can't complain, really. Uh, Ella, it's, um, it's Drewy here from the Redbacks. Um, I'm just wanting to know how were the celebrations after those titles? Um, because obviously <laughs> us boys are striving to, to you know, get a title um, soon, but very jealous of the celebrations. Just want to know uh, who was best on and how it all went. <laughs> uh, it was a bit tamer than last year, I'll be honest. We had to go back to training a bit earlier, but we still had a couple of good days on it, I'd say. Um, <laughs> Darcy Brown always leaves the charge yeah. in that. Emma Barsby as well, a good friend of the show. <laughs> yes, very she, good uh, friend of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say she also could be a good contender for best on. Do you do you cramp during celebrations as well, or is it just on the cricket field? Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's our our friend just of the... on the cricket field. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, Ella, and I know that you've got to get off to training now and, and work hard to, to get those wins for the Scorps for the, for the rest of the season. So it's been great to have you on, and please, um, good luck for the rest of the season. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. No worries, Ella. That was Ella Wilson from the SA Scorpions. What an absolute treat to have her on the show today, an up-and-coming star. So please remember that name, listeners, because she will be an absolute weapon for a long time in SA cricket and for Australia. So great to have her on. Uh, After the break, we have another special guest, uh, someone that you played with, Drewy. We, oh, yes. uh, yep. yep, Trent. Not for a while. <laughs> yeah, not for a while, but you played in a premiership with him in what, 2017? 16, 17. 16, 17. His name's Trent Kelly. He played a number of games for the Redbacks and WA. Also holds a very special role at the SACA these days. So uh, we'll be looking forward to hearing from him just after the break. You're listening to the SACA Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia. Join the strikers in their quest for glory. Yes, welcome back to the Sacker Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling and Daniel Drew. We've had a great show today with some amazing guests. If you have missed any of the show today, make sure you search the Sacker Cricket Show wherever you find your podcast, and you'll be able to catch up on all the action. Our next guest is someone who has played a lot of cricket with my my good friend across the table here, Drewy, but uh, has also played some cricket back in the mid-2000s uh, for South Australia and Western Australia. He was one of my favourite players as I stands watching the Pure Cup uh, back in the back in the mid-2000s. His name is Trent Kelly. Trent, welcome to the show. Hi, boys. Thanks for having me. And uh, Trav, um, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have uh, watched too many games because I didn't play that many. So <laughs> I'm glad I was your favourite player. I said one of. I didn't say the favourite, but... <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. All good. <laughs> Absolute crickets there, TK. <laughs> um, I gave you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, I want to cast, cast your memory back um, because you were an elite young talent. And when I was, when I was looking up um, everything to, ch- to chat to you about in your career, I saw that you played in a youth test series versus England that's actually started here in Adelaide. And uh, you had quite the series. You took eight wickets on your debut, and which actually the wicket you took the wicket of Ravi Bopara twice. So there's a good name. 
that's a uh, that's a pretty good start to your career, mate. Yeah, uh, Ravi Bopara, my bunny early on. Um, <laughs> things didn't really uh, go too much further from there, and he progressed beautifully into international cricket. But uh, very, uh, I was very lucky as a as a youngster uh, to be able to give, get given the opportunity to play, um, you know, some of that high performance uh, youth youth style cricket, um, and that gave me a good uh, platform to be able to progress on some some first class cricket. And yeah, just really grateful to for what cricket's uh, been able to give me um, back then and, and is still giving me through my opportunities with um, curating uh, cricket pitches for, for the soccer. That's right. And uh, I, look, before we move on to the pitches, I would love to talk about more of your uh, more of your exploits on the uh, on the cricket field. So you're, in, on this show, our Night Watchman is the, the segment where we talk to bowlers about their batting exploits. And... Can I just tell you, out of everyone we've had on this segment for the show this season, you probably have the best, close to the best average. I'm not uh, sure what Dizzy's average was, but uh, your average at first class level was 14.75, and you had a high score of 47, which, mate, crucial runs. South Australia only scored 638 that day, and you made 47 of them. So that's a, that's a pretty good contribution. <laughs> yeah, I, I must have got lucky a few times, and I reckon... Um one of our current uh, Pathways coaches, uh, Shannon Tubb, either bowled the ball that got me out or he caught me. So he cost me he cost me a 50. And also, in that same innings, I actually ran Dizzy out. Yeah. I um, I left him stranded at the other end and, and I, I copped a, uh, a fair spray from the big fella as he walked off as well. So that was that was quite funny. Well, uh, another, another you know, with, we're talking ball in hand now, and this would have been surely a highlight of your career. In uh, your last game for South Australia, you did take a wicket, and it happened to be that of Mark Cosgrove. That would have been a satisfying wicket for you to take. Oh, whenever you get Cosy out, it's always, uh, it's always exciting, and there's always uh, a, few, a few words exchanged, which is all in good, good fun, of course. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, greatest cricket memories... You've got one with the great man across from me down at West Torrens, 2016-17. I think it was a one-day cup final. Uh, what, are your, what are your memories of that day and, and how did the great man go? Um, look, I, yeah, I was lucky enough to be a, a part of 16-17 um, with a group of uh, really talented young blokes, all, of, all now who are um, you know, in and amongst the, uh, the Redback system. Um, that includes Drewy. Uh, Spencer Johnson, uh, Kelvin Smith. Um, so they've all they've all done really well. And uh, in those games, well, that that year actually we won we won all three premierships, Trav. So we won the T Twenty Premiership, the One Day Premiership, and the Two Day Premiership. So I'm pretty sure Drewy would have contributed pretty well to um to mo- in most of those games. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a fantastic year for the West Torrens Cricket Club, and and well led by Mark Harrity um, in that year. You touched on at the start of the of the start of the the segment around your um, your career that you now have taken the, the career path you've now taken as the Saka Grounds Manager. Uh, tell us about your I suppose your progression. I know that you started studying whilst you were still playing um, in the you know, prep, preparing pitches. Um, tell us about that sort of career path and how that all came about for you. Yeah, I was, I was lucky enough when I was um, at school uh, 
to, to get involved in cricket pitch preparation with one of my good mates, um, Tom Plant, who who play also played for the Redbacks and is a, a, a Glenelg Cricket Club legend. We used to walk across the road to um, to Camden Oval. I uh, went to school at Emmanuel College and um, we used to work together and uh, at lunch breaks and prepare pitches. And then um, uh, the, uh, the late, great uh, Kevin Lewis taught me um, a West Torrens legend and also played state cricket. He taught me a lot about um, cricket pitch curating. Um, and then from there, I just developed a passion. And um, whilst I was playing cricket, I had the opportunities to prepare pitches and then a little bit of study and, um, and you know, getting exposed to uh, lots of different situations and scenarios and, and experiences. And uh, I'll find myself now um, uh, working back with the SACA as, as SACA grounds manager and really enjoying what I do. How are you finding, so obviously this year is the first year that we've had drop-in pitches down at Karen Rolton Oval. How are you finding um, that's gone sort of, sort of from your perspective in the first few few games? Been, it seemed to be an, an even contest between bat and ball. What are your thoughts on how it's going down there with the drop-ins? Yeah, really good summary. Um, you know, it was really good uh, back probably 12 months ago to work with Damien Hoff and his team at Adelaide Oval um, to help uh, with the whole project of getting the drop-in pitches down here. And they've just, they have uh, given a new lease of life um, to Karen Rolton Oval. Just with uh, the challenges we've got with weather and, and, and football um, and the time of year that uh, Cricket Australia look to schedule Sheffield Chill games early early on September, October, it's just not really susceptible to, to grass growth. So we needed to look at a different option. Uh, the drop-ins were, were that option um, and they've, they've provided um, what we wanted, wanted them to, like you said, even contests between bat and ball, uh, making sure we're getting results um, from a four-day uh, longer format um, point of view. Um, and yeah, it's just, just giving some real consistency across both venues of Karen Rolton Oval and Adelaide Oval. Um, and no doubt, all the players and I'm sure the spectators would love um, all cricket to be at Adelaide Oval, but there's lots of challenges there with with other stakeholders and, and other sports and concerts, which which mean that we need to utilise Karen o- Rolton Oval the best way possible. Now, TK, um, obviously our big great mate's doing quite well um, at the Heat and he's obviously had a last last couple of months um obviously just how excited and proud are you obviously he's being probably one of his second dads um through his career i guess what's your thoughts on how he's been going and i guess yeah how proud are you of you know how he's been the last year well i'm just i'm just really pumped with um how he's he's stuck at it he as you know drewy spencer's had uh quite a a long uh and drawn out career that hasn't he hasn't been able to keep himself on the park. Um, and over the last probably three years, about three years ago, he identified that, you know, he needed to improve in, in lots of different areas. Um, he's done that. And then, yeah, just last year in the BBL and, and over the last 12 months and even, you know, the last few games, it's been great to see um, how he, he, you know, takes opportunities in big moments. Um, you know, the other night he he really uh, took the ball by the horns and 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 you know delivered in in the you know second or last over uh, to give the Heat a great chance of winning. So it's just that I think it's that attitude of um, you know you can win from anywhere and 
just having that belief and confidence. And yeah, I, I am super proud of what he's been able to achieve. And um, hopefully, I get some sort of commission out of that 1.8 mil. Yeah, I've I've already asked him about that. Um, so we'll see how we both go with that. <laughs> Maybe I need to get him on the show and see if I can be a part of that as well at some point. But um, Trent, it's been absolutely fantastic to have you on the show and uh, take a little bit of a walk down memory lane uh, with you. And no doubt uh, our listeners and members will uh, will see you around Karen Rolton Oval and, and Adelaide Oval as you, uh, as you keep preparing the world-class pitches that you are. So well done to you, mate, and uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much for having me, and, and, and well done well done on your show. Thank you, Trent. Cheers. That was Trent Kelly from the, from the Redbacks and WA, former player, played a few games back in the mid-2000s. Great little career that he had, and uh, like I said, preparing some absolute world-class pitches these days for everyone to enjoy. So that's been... That's all of our guests today, Drewy. So we've uh, we've absolutely... Uh, had a cracking lineup today, so it's been great to have you on as well. Thanks for having me, Trav. Yeah, it's been good. It's been uh, it's been a nice experience. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, mate, you're welcome back on the show anytime. I know Gemma and Dizzy are um, chomping at the bit to get back in as well. So now I've got uh, three great, capable co-hosts to come on the show with me as well. So, uh, what what does the rest of the week look like for you, mate? Um, back at training tomorrow, Thursday, um, and then we've got a we've got a game Saturday for West Torrens, and then a quarterfinal on Sunday as well for West Torrens in a one day. So busy, busy couple of weeks. And then um, Redbacks get back underway in early Feb as well. Yeah, Redbacks early Feb. There's a Shield game um, in Victoria and then a one day afterwards. So um, pretty much there's a week apart from the Big Bash um, and then it's back into into Redbacks, which is exciting. No rest for the wicket, hey? No. Well done. Well, uh, mate, good luck for the rest of the season. Great to have you on the show today. Um, and like I said, welcome back anytime. Next week, we've got a massive show lined up. It's the Adelaide Test next week. Can't believe that has crept up. So we've got a huge lineup uh, planned for you. So make sure that you listen in. If you have missed any of today's show, make sure you catch up on the podcast. Just search the Saka Cricket Show on wherever you grab your podcasts and you'll find it there. And make sure as well you get along. There's a beautiful game tonight of cricket at Adelaide Oval. It's the Adelaide Strikers versus the Hobart Hurricanes. Absolutely vital that the Strikers get the win to keep themselves in finals contention. So if you haven't got your tickets already, make sure you jump online to Ticketek, search the BBL tickets and you'll find the Adelaide Strikers versus the Hobart Hurricanes at Adelaide Oval tonight. So we hope to see you there. Thank you and we will see you next week.